Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. So for a long time now, I've heard other parents complaining about, like, my kid, if he doesn't start texting me back, I'm just going to take their phone away. Like, you just get so frustrated because you want to check in. How many times I've texted my kids, no response, and the next thing, hello, is this on? Are you there? Yeah. (laughs) Well, now I feel your pain. I have that happening right now with my niece. And it is driving me crazy. Like, I, I tried one more time before I went to bed last night. Yeah. I tried again this morning. Okay. I have not heard from her. And um, you may remember, she is dealing with COVID. And it's got her super feeling really down. She lost taste and smell. Mm-hmm. She's not doing well. And I just want to, you know, I've been either texting or calling her every day to check on her. Uh, by the way, I was going to send her, like, some flowers or something. She has this big fancy schmancy boss that sent her the most elaborate floral arrangement I've ever seen. <laughs> it wow. just intimidated me so much. I'm like, my little like twenty nine ninety nine bouquet right. wouldn't mean much. You know what? At this a, te- point. a text is just fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, it's seriously. I'm like now. I'm texting her mother. I'm like, hmm. uh, have you heard from your daughter yet today? Like, I need, I need this assurance. Yeah. I'm kind of known as like the wring my hands aunt. I, it's embarrassing because, you know, the Bible says don't worry. I thought you were going to say the busybody aunt. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, sort of that too. I like to say worry, worry. I care too much. It's so funny. They all gossip around about me behind my back and no, they think they I don't know, <laughs> but I always find out. No, they don't. Oh, no, they do. Like they were teasing me to my face the other day. They said I have this way of doing things where I go, Hey, um, you've probably already thought of this. Oh yeah, you've done that to me. <laughs> have you? <laughs> but you know what? We had a good discussion about it. It's because I straight up know they've probably already thought of it. But it's my way of letting them know that I'm in their, I'm on their team. I'm in their camp. I'm praying for them. I'm thinking of them. And every once in a great while, the person hadn't thought of it. Ah. Uh. So. That's my way of like showing respect. I would think they, they would know have. though. You're, you're like one of the most sincere people I've ever met. So, with that coming I from someone else, you might be like, oh, gosh, yeah. Thanks for blowing smoke before you <laughs> told me what you really think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, that is not my intention at yeah. all. So, anyway, bottom line, the point of the whole story is I feel your pain, <laughs> mom and dad, when your kids don't being, text you're you. You're being back. ghosted by I'm your niece. I'm totally being ghosted right How now. How dare her be dealing with COVID and not text me back? <laughs> Exactly. How dare you? (laughs) Coming up, a teen with special needs has achieved an extraordinary level of kindness. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. A teenager with special needs has achieved an extraordinary level of kindness. Uh, Love his name. It's Sebi. (laughs) Sebi Hall is 18 and he has learning difficulties. But that does not let him uh, stop loving people and being selfless. He's done a different act of kindness every single day since the pandemic began. Mm. Can you imagine? That's a lot of days. He's walked neighbors' pets, watered gardens, washed cars, uh, baked cakes for nurses, 
collected unwanted Halloween pumpkins and turned them into soup and pies for the needy. Wow. And even has given warm coats to the homeless. Good for him. This is all from a kid whose parents were told he's never going to walk or talk. No kidding. And look what Sebi is doing now. 18-year-old, different random act of kindness every day since the pandemic started. Sebi's going to be just fine. Are you a woman dealing with mommy brain coming up? Good news. You're not going crazy. It really is a real thing. (laughs) Well, don't discount. I mean, you could be simultaneously, right? (laughs) That's true. Are you dealing with mommy brain? Good news. It's not a figment of your imagination. It's a real thing. (laughs) Millions of moms deal with things like calling a washing machine a clothes dishwasher because that's the only thing they can think of Uh, not being able to remember the word thirsty so they say water hungry and more this is super encouraging there are many upsides to mommy brain including a heightened capacity to stay calm and focused during stressful situations and more also mommy brain is mostly from a lack of sleep so once baby starts to sleep more you forgetting those words like um, Samantha from Decatur who tried to start her car with her cell phone charger instead of the key. <laughs> It'll be fun, a funny story for a thing of the past. It will not continue once you get more sleep. Mom. My wife, God bless her, she, she had the times four, including our, our girls were, what do you call them, stair steps? They were like boom, stepping boom, boom, stones. Stepping stones. Boom, That's boom, what boom. I call them. Yeah. We had three, uh, what, under the age of three. All at once, then three under the age wow. of four, three under the age of five, and it was oh, crazy. It was nuts. It was like somebody either needed to be wiped, fed, <laughs> bathed, <It was laughs> or like, disciplined, or disciplined. Right, and sometimes that was me. <laughs> it was crazy there for a while. My wife, boy, special place in heaven for her where it's really, really quiet. There's all these big controversies that really don't mean anything, but it's kind of fun to take aside uh, over the years. Like, is that? person saying laurel or yanni which one are you hearing and is that dress blue and gold or is it yellow and gold or whatever it was i both <laughs> times my brain would hear different things yeah but the latest i think one, a lot of it is power suggestion yeah happens to be with uh, someone that you know and love and it's bruce springsteen what's up with bruce what do these lyrics say the screen door slams Mary's dress sways. The screen door slams and Mary's dress sways. Well, a lot of people think it says waves. No. Mary's dress waves. And in one of Bruce's uh, memoirs, he used the word waves instead of sways. No. And the lyrics were wrong wrong. on his website, too. Here we go. Let's play it for you again. What do you hear? The screen door slams. Mary's dress sways. First of all, I heard wave both time. Okay. Waves. That's from that's the song Thunder waves. Road, and it's on the album Born to Run, which was that album was, I'm not kidding you, my best friend for about eight months one summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eight months one summer. Eight months one year. <laughs> I, mean, I have every word to that entire mm-hmm. album memorized. Yeah. That, uh, I'm sorry, Bruce, you're wrong. Well, they it fixed is, it. Well, they, what is thanks it? to people, it sways. I know. Because they said a dress doesn't know how to wave. Right, but when you're speaking in poetic terms, it could. But he had it wrong in his memoir and the lyrics wrong on his website, and they just now changed it to sways because of the controversy that broke out about which word is is he singing in that song. (laughs) Well, My brain keeps hearing waves. 
no. dress waves. And I can get that because it's it, 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 taking poetic license. You could say, "What am I? What am I made of? Whispers in moonlight." Well, okay, of course let's you're not. But one more time. in a poetic sense, does your brain hear waves or sways referring to the dress? The screen door slams. Mary's dress wave. <laughs> that time I heard Mary's dress wave. That's what I keep hearing. Doesn't even not even waves. Uh, right, anyone just wave. But anyone under the age of thirty is going. Who's Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> when would you say? Think about this for a minute. When would you say you are at your happiest? Hmm. A third of Americans say. It's when they're on vacation. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many people said it's when they're at church. You've said that about yourself before. Like, you wish you could be vacation, Taylor, the rest of the year. I always joke that I love the vacation (laughs) version of myself. I am, like, so kind and calm, and I roll with anything, like... Oh, our luggage didn't make it. That's cool. That's no, all right. Deal, uh, you right, know, yeah. we'll buy a couple of, I'll buy a pair right. of underwear. I'm, I'm, I'm in Hawaii. It's no Who big needs deal. clothes anyway? Yeah. <laughs> More than half of people say they don't even recognize themselves on vacation. Hmm. 64% of us say we're more outgoing, more likely to taste new foods. We laugh more than when we're at home. And to me, it just makes sense. You're more relaxed and you don't have the pressures of work. Or maintaining a household you normally have. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's cooking for you and making your bed for you, for Pete's sake. <laughs> How can you not be happy? It's just I've like, said, yes. I've said that a million times. I could I could so live in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little fairies come and make up your room every day. Yeah. So I think we all, or maybe you're one of the fortunate ones, but I think most people have someone in their lives that they kind of believe everything they read on the internet. <laughs> do you have anyone in your life like that, Taylor? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. Like I just saw someone posted and they were legitimately, I don't know where the article was from. It kind of looked like a real news page. Mm-hmm. Megan Markle, she, you do know she's a Russian spy, right? She's really? infiltrated the royal oh, okay. family. For the um. Russians. <laughs> Going to talk about some doozies of conspiracy theories next. So when I said this a minute ago, Taylor's eyes started twitching. I'm not kidding you. Do you have any loved ones, family, friends, or whatever that they, uh, they're always forwarding you weird conspiracy theory stuff? And they, re- they legit believe it. And you're just like, hmm. You're, I said you're making me stressed. <laughs> like, it's too real. Well, some of these that I'm going to share with you will make you long for the good old days of just Area 51 or Bigfoot or yeah. the Bermuda Triangle. Remember that? Yeah. Growing up, I thought that was going to be a way bigger problem than it's right. turned out to be. I mean, the biggest one I had in my life as a kid was step on a crack, you bake, break your mother's back. And that like didn't that, happen. No, it never no, did. No. So here's some here's some crazy ones. There are people who believe, I don't know why, but they believe that Finland, the country, does not really exist. Oh, okay. Really? Why? Just gone off the map? Just <laughs> gone off the face of the earth? Why do you hate Finland? No, they're saying it didn't go off the map. It never was. It never map. was. Okay. Right, that if you go there where it's supposed to be Finland, it's actually the Baltic Sea. Really? That there's no okay. landmass there that what we know mm. is Finland. Oh. All right, we mentioned uh, Meghan Markle, a uh, Russian spy. Uh, Meghan Markle um, might possibly be a robot. Really? And wow, a robot one, that can give birth. Since she's part of the royal family now. She may be part of a reptilian alien race that includes Bob Hope, former presidents George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton. And their goal is to... 
take over the world and make us all their slaves to mine gold that they need to fuel their planet. This is a real conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. People really believe this. This is making me sad. This explains a lot of the people you see at the grocery store, right? (laughs) That just seem kind of edgy and irritated. I mean, if you're running around thinking, well, I wonder if that's one of them reptilian people. (laughs) And they're going to be irritated. And then the last one, this one sounds like it might be legit. NASA will use fake thunderstorms to cover up the sound of ongoing space battles. (laughs) I thought it was God bowling with the angels. (laughs) Wow. These, wow. Maybe he's in on it. Ooh, things just got really ramped up there, didn't they? (laughs) There is something that has happened to me a couple of times now. And my husband claims no one else has this happen to them. It's mm. only me. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. So I'm going to tell you what it is. And I'm hoping someone else has had it happen to them. I'll tell you what it is next. Okay, something that has happened to me a couple of times now. My husband claims, oh my gosh, you are Eeyore. That never happens to anyone but you. So this is something bad. And, yeah, it's something, something bad. bad that happens to so you. So usually, like when you see a pretty little red ladybug with its black markings you're like oh it's lucky it's luck when a ladybug lands on you right so you're allergic (laughs) no but the other day i came in i was doing some yard work i've been trying to keep these roses alive that are at our new house yeah and i was pruning them i've learned about that i spray them with neem oil i fertilize them trying so i come in i'm like oh my gosh glenn I was almost done. And I looked down and a ladybug is biting my arm. He's like, (laughs) ladybugs do not bite. I go, yes, they do. I've been bitten by ladybugs many times. He goes, what's this whole thing about? It's good luck if a ladybug ladybug lands on you. And I go, I don't know, but they bite me. And he's like, that has never happened to anyone else but you. He goes, you are Eeyore. So I wanted to find out, am I the only one? It's been is there anyone who listens to the Kevin and Taylor show that has also been bitten by a ladybug so that I can prove to my husband I am not Eeyore? It's just <laughs> sometimes bad things happen. Yeah, well, the, and, big, the big question is, do ladybugs really bite? That would be the question. I guess I can Google that, that. Is that science? I mean, is that true? It bit me. It hurts. <laughs> it bit me. It landed right here on my arm, on my oh. near my... What would be a bicep if I had one? All right. If you've ever, if you've joined that rare club, been bitten by a ladybug, we'd love to hear from you. David, so Taylor's claiming she's been bitten by a ladybug. Ever had that happen uh, to you? Hey, yes, I have. And I've actually had several family members that have been bitten by, uh, by a ladybug. Huh. Uh-huh. So not just you. See, I'm not the only one, David. Thank you so much. I can't wait to tell my husband. What are you guys doing to make them ill-tempered? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what do you think? Taylor's saying she got bitten by a ladybug. Other people are saying it's happened to them, too. I don't think it's a ladybug. I think it's Asian lady beetle. Asian lady beetle. Really? I don't yeah, know what this so is. So, look it up. There's, like, this invasive species that's come over from, like, Asia, and they're, like, destroying gardens and flowers and all kinds of things. <gasps> And biting gardeners, apparently, like yes. crazy. I mean, I've been bitten by them um, when I was gardening, like picking vegetables and things like that. And they are like a serious, 
like hazards right now. No kidding. Uh, maybe it didn't like that I was spraying the roses with neem oil. Right. Because they were trying to eat the roses. Or maybe they just want good old fashioned miracle grow. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, this this stuff tastes funny. <laughs> Feed them the chemical stuff. We like that better. Maybe Miracle Grow is the bug version of uh, like uh, junk food they, compared to your organic stuff fertilizer? that you're putting down. I didn't know this. Well, no, it gets in the it feeds the roses, oh, and then the roses have a certain taste as uh-huh. opposed to whatever yes. organic stuff you're giving them. They're mm-hmm. probably like children at the table. It tastes funny, right? They just yes. want. They'd rather have the mac and cheese. I'm just. I just googled it. Some people are highly allergic to ladybug bites. Wow! So it's it's a I thing. If you're one of them, this could be the idea you need to end yours and your kids' cell phone addiction. It's an idea from Joanna Gaines from Fixer Upper. They have five kids, okay. including a 16, 15, and 14 year old, and everyone charges their phones in one charging station. Well, she noticed if anyone got a notification, they would stop whatever they're doing, put down the book. Stop doing homework. Right. Stop playing the game and we go look at their it. phone. You can't help but look. If, if you're aware it's come through, you're just like, oh, I wonder what that yeah. is. Yeah. So she made it a house rule that you keep your phone at the charging station at all times, not on your person mm. when you're at home. And she's trying to teach her kids that real life happens away from your phones. And I think she could take it a step further. And when your phone is at home at that charging station, just turn all audio off. Turn the ringer off. Turn all notifications off. And then just have certain times where, like, all right, I guess it's been about an hour. We could check our phones now or something like that. Because <laughs> if you're hearing it, they say they've done studies where it messes with your brain. Right, let's just say, hearing the beeps and the dings. Let's say that she's successful in getting everyone to leave their phone at the charging station. She already does that. Um, I'm saying having four kids, that is not going to work long term. It's just not. They're going to go, I need it for my homework, mom. That's the big excuse, because as a parent, you're defenseless with that. Oh, well, it's for their homework. For their homework? I can't deny them the ability to do their to do their homework. So let's say that by some miracle it happens and they all leave their phones at the charging station. That means her kids are going to be hanging out at the charging station 24-7. <laughs> they're, not gonna, they're never going to leave the charging station because that's where yeah. they've been told they got to keep their phones. It's definitely worth a try, though, because we all are just way too glued to our phones. Oh, yeah. As an adult, I know I'd, I'd be dropping by the charging station. Oh, look, I got a text. I got to see what that's from. So that uh, idea that Joanna Gaines had for reining in your kids and their cell phone addiction, uh, their iPhone addiction, I hope it works for her. And I'm wondering what has worked for you. Because I know as a dad of four, it's hard. Yeah, so if you have any ideas on how to break the cell phone addiction with your kids, we'd love to hear from you. And I've got some ideas on how us grown-ups can break our cell phone addiction. <laughs> Pretty practical, useful ideas. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Boy, we are in your corner, Mom and Dad, when it comes to battling the kids with uh, phone addiction. But I, I think you're onto something, Taylor. Maybe the best thing we can do is to attack our Start own with us. addiction yeah. to the phones and set a good example for Yeah, them. and their number one idea <laughs> is something that I sort of tried but I didn't take it all the way. And remember, for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't do any social media on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can easily, like, then, call like, that the Chick fil A rule. You can then, like, <laughs> text everyone you know, and you can look at the web, and there's other things on your phone. So, what they say is set aside your phone completely for one day a week, whether pick Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and don't look at your phone all day long. 
Mm. And that's where you can start. Then you can just start like a 30-day experiment where you kind of watch your usage and use a bunch of apps to help you like stay like you know a little bit accountable for how long so use your Um, phone to help you from using your phone yeah yeah pretty much uh don't charge your phone near your bed uh i think you were doing this for a long time kev put your phone away when you get home you're putting it up in the bedroom and not looking at it right all evening right i mean even like something as simple as i don't know watching the news or a movie together if you've got your phone there you disengage from it constantly yeah uh, then they also recommend to deal with your cell phone addiction, change your phone settings, like turn off the notifications, set the screen to black and white, um, remove any distraction-based apps, um, set a longer passcode so mm. it takes longer for you to get into it. And the last thing you can do is put a hairband around your phone, and you can still answer it like if your kids call you, but you'll really have to think through like, oh, should I remove this hairband so I can like scroll social media or text Mm. people it makes you more mindful extra step yeah Mm -hmm. this is pretty wild i've never done this before i don't think um my husband and i went on a spontaneous impromptu double date with my sister and her husband and we actually got up and walked out of a restaurant no kidding yes i'll tell you what happened and why in just a minute the other night my husband and i went on an impromptu double date with my sister and her husband uh, their daughters were not in the mood for adult company. So you guys were the benef- benefactors of that. Yeah, so we got to go on a double date. And um, we went to this restaurant that uh, my sister and I have been to many times. Okay. Glenn's been there parked outside waiting while I go buy a gift card for my sister and brother-in-law. But he's never eaten there. Okay. And we kept raving and raving and raving about this burger on the menu. We're like, oh, you have got to have it. And then there's the, there's sweet potato fries that go with it. And then they have these roasted Brussels sprouts that have <laughs> maple syrup and goat cheese. Oh, they're so you're the best Brussels sprouts you've ever had. Yeah. And so we finally take them to this restaurant. And we get a table for four. And we sit down. And we grab the menu. And me and my sister looked at each other. And they, we went, what's happening? They completely changed the menu. Oh, like no. <laughs> completely, and it's turned instead. The burger's not even on the menu at all. It's not even an option. So what you and it's turned sold into this like hoity toity, fancy schmancy, like twenty seven dollars <laughs> per entree type restaurant. Yeah. And I, we like all looked at each other, and I go, "What should we do?" And I was like, even talking to my sister, I'm like, "Well, what if we got like because the Brussels sprouts were still a side option." I said, well, what if we like split a salad and we got the Brussels sprouts? She's like, I have salads all the time. <laughs> right. I wanted and to splurge. I wanted yeah, something. I wanted we that burger. So excited. I had to have that burger. And um, the only thing they had brought to the table is the waitress showed up with waters for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we, like Glenn basically said, like, we basically gave them a chance to earn our business. Like he said, hey, they've been raving and raving and raving about this burger, kind of hinting like, can you make an exception since we didn't yeah. know you just changed? I mean, I had just taken my niece to this okay. restaurant like two weeks ago. And she went, yeah, so sorry. You can you can get that burger if you come back and see us at lunch. But, but we don't have that dinner. at dinner. Ooh. And we just kind of all, I think we gave her this look. And she goes, if you all want to leave, I totally understand. Like, it's not your fault. And we're what? like, really? That is so nice of you. We're so sorry, but we're going to leave. 
and we just got up and left because we hadn't dirtied anything or sipped any water. Like we hadn't touched anything. We just I looked at the menu. I wonder why did the server say that instead of trying to tell you like, like yeah, but you got to try this, this, or this. I don't on know, the menu, but rather when than she just gave saying us like, the, go ahead and walk out the door, we totally left. We just got up and left because not we the employee of the year there. <laughs> I know, but we, we got up and we left. Had a, we had a restaurant experience just the other night. Where we didn't walk out, we didn't leave, and we kind of wish we did. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Tell you about it next. So, we had a similar experience at a restaurant. You guys left, um, we stayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it hoity-toity when you didn't expect it to be? No, no. No. This was was the restaurant equivalent of, uh, you hear about people go on dates and they're, I ignored all the red flags. (laughs) (laughs) We ignored red flags. First Uh thing that happened, we got there and there was this weird thing where maybe, I don't know if you've had this before, but you had to show, it was a brewery restaurant. They made their own beer and it was a restaurant, which was red flag number one for me because I don't drink. So that holds no appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah not They at have a hundred different beers on tap. Great. Means nothing to you. I don't yeah. want any of them. Mm-hmm. But you had to give your ID, and they they swiped your credit card when you got there, and then they gave you like their restaurant debit card, what? and you used that like when the waitress came and you ordered, you gave her your little card. If you went and used one of their multiple taps for a beverage, you you swiped your card for your beverage. It's self serve tap. The the brew beers were yes. Oh how weird! I, a I've never heard of the debit card. B I've never heard of self serve tap. Didn't make me very comfortable. I was like, and I thought the psychology behind it was great because it's like you don't feel like you're spending money because you're just using your card, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just put so that it on was my fake card. That was weird thing number one. Then we're looking at the menu and they had these like home baked soft pretzels with dip beer batter dipping sauce. Ooh. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in. If you guys have listened to this show, you know, soft pretzels are my kryptonite. Yeah, that's I your cannot favorite. resist. Uh-huh. So the waitress comes around, can I get you started with any appetizers? I said, boy, can you? I want some of those. She goes, hang on a minute. We're out of soft pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> then uh, the ladies ordered some beverages. They were out of what they wanted. Then our, our friends said, well, I would like something from uh, the bar, it, that drink that man is having at the bar looks great. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. You have to be one of our, our black card club members to order from that menu. <laughs> and we're just like, this is the most bizarre experience ever. <laughs> Yet we hung in there uh-huh. and we ordered all of our food and the food was just not that was not uh-huh. that great. As a matter of fact, my wife said, if I didn't know this dish I got was so tasteless, I would have thought I had COVID. Oh my gosh, lost taste and smell. Lost her sense of taste. That's pretty bad. Right, so. Wow. So, needless to say. You won't be going back to that place. Yes, we won't be going back. Mm. (laughs) It was bad. I wish we would have done like you and your sister did and just like cut our losses and been like, you know what? Don't think this, hope you all have a good time. This place is not for us. We're going to go somewhere else. Ever notice when uh, your spouse loves you so well, you feel so spoiled because you're like, oh, that was very self-sacrificing. Yeah, I said to my I, wife the other day, I don't know what I did to deserve you. And she uh, goes, "She goes, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but my husband, Glenn, man, he loves me sacrificially. And there's a couple of silly little tiny examples recently. Um, one is, he is my mountain bike mechanic. He does it all for me. He pumps up my tires. He makes sure there's oil on my chain, like everything. Well... 
Uh, one thing that happened to me recently is um, in both road cycling and mountain biking, you use these things called clips. You clip in and out of the pedals. And my I had these old shoes and I got caught in the rain. And these shoes are so ancient that finally the the clips rusted off, like just fell apart. And so I had to try out these new shoes that I've been avoiding trying. And I, we could not get the clips to work for me. So he finally just took out the nice worn down clips from his shoes and put them on mine. We did the, we took this, all this whole process of like all this mechanical stuff took like over an hour. Mm -hmm. Finally, he goes to test out the new clips in his old shoes. They worked great, but his brake wasn't working. (laughs) So he loaded up my bike and let me go mountain biking without him. And he stayed home and I was just like, are you sure? Now I feel guilty. And he's like, no, just go enjoy it. This is going to be. A big deal fixture with my break. It's going to take a while, so you go ahead. What a nice guy. And then the other thing, he's done this for me for years. Um, we went out on a double date with my sister and brother-in-law, and we got, we splurged on gelato for dessert at this little ice, you know, gelato store. And he knows I always have a hard time choosing flavors. So I choose a couple flavors. He choose a couple. And he knew I wanted to taste his. <laughs> so he let me taste his flavors and then when he was getting down to the end, he looked over. He and my brother-in-law were on a bench. My sister and I were hiding under an awning to get out of the rain. He goes, hey, did you want one more bite of each flavor before I finished? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran over to get a bite. And then I, meantime, dripped chocolate ice cream on his jeans. <laughs> nice. But those little tiny things, they just, they go such a long way, that don't they? Those little to, um, selfless acts of kindness. I think kindness. you should record a version of Bette Midler's classic, Wind Beneath My Wings, and change oh, the words no, to, I hate that song. you're the air in my tires, <laughs> you're the grease on my chain. It's <laughs> fashionable for you, personally. <laughs> so I have some friends who every year about this time, they get very excited because of Shark Week. On TV, they get super, super excited. Shark Week, can't wait for Shark Week. But do you know there is another member of the animal kingdom that poses a way bigger threat to humans and no one ever talks about it? Hmm. I think they deserve their own week. We're going to talk about it next. Isn't it funny some of the things people really get into? Like you make fun of me and my wife for really getting into Big Brother, the TV show. Yes, so bizarre. (laughs) But... Shark Week for me. I don't know why people so get into it, right? They really get into like Shark Week. Oh, every night's going to be something different about sharks, about sharks, because sharks are, you know, they're fearful and they're awful and they're all these other things. But do you know there is another animal that poses way more of a threat to human beings and we all just go about our lives like it's no big deal? Can I guess? You can guess. It's an animal, not an insect. This is an animal that poses I was guess a mosquitoes. way bigger threat to human beings. Like 22 times more people lose their lives to these beasts than to sharks every year. Um, Oh, man. Is it like lions? Nope. You want to fish the tigers or bears? Is it raccoons? Like (laughs) rabid raccoons? (laughs) Nope. Getting into our garbage cans? Nope. It's cows. What? Cows, yes. More people die from cows stepping on them every year than sharks. Like 22 times higher 
than sh- people Wait, being attacked come and killed on. by sharks. I'm not kidding like you. Like stepping on your foot? You like die they, from a cow stepping on your foot? Well, I don't know. They trample them somehow. I don't know if they're milking them in one wrong move. I don't I it don't know. It must be a stampede. It has Maybe. to be a stampede. It Maybe. can't just be like a cow chewing its cud and like knock you over and stomp I on don't you. know the specifics of the circumstances, but the statistics are that 22 times more people die from cows every year than sharks. So, why do we not have Cow Week? Well, Chick-fil-A does. <laughs> 365. Well, except on Sundays. Uh, that's so bizarre. I don't know if I believe that. It's got to be stampedes. Maybe because they have so much time and money spent in making cows seem lovable. They don't want these yeah. alarming statistics about cows to get out. It makes me want to Google now, why are cows dangerous? <laughs> I'm going to totally find out. And why is no one talking about this threat? <laughs> yeah, what is the deal? Remember our producer Griffin told us his wife Sarah came up with, this is going to be a family tradition. We're going to take our kids on a solo trip for big birthdays. Right, which meant Sarah and... really wanted to go on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them, husband and wife, Griffin and Sarah, took their son Thatcher on a trip, just the three of them. And we're going to hear about what that was like and all their little adventures. First in just time a he flew. Yeah, first, first time, time on Thatcher an airplane. Flew. Yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll talk to him in a minute. So we found out from our producer Griffin and that his wife Sarah declared... We're going to do a family tradition and take our kids on solo trips for their big birthdays. Yes. And the first one just happened. I'm it, dying to hear it did. about this it. Past fall, my son Thatcher turned five, and I get five is one of those years she wants to take the <laughs> kids. declared it. Yes. That's a big year. That's a big year. <laughs> We're doing a trip. Is, six is a big year, too. <laughs> so is seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> but, uh, so my son Thatcher likes big cities, big buildings, and all that stuff. So we decided to take him to Chicago. For a few days, just Can't my wife get much and I than that. and him. Yeah, yeah, big deal, huge city. And uh, yeah, we we took him, and it was his first plane ride ever. How did that go? He was fascinated by it. He loved it. Yeah. It's crazy. He doesn't know to be a little scared during turbulence. At least oh. my wife and I both kind of clinch a little bit yeah, when there's turbulence. The same, he was yeah. going, wee! He's just sitting there. He's watching his little tablet or whatever. No big deal. Not phased at all by uh-huh. it. Um, but in the city, we had a great time. We were a little worried about the weather. There's supposed to be some rain here and there. Uh-huh. I'm just kind of constantly saying little prayers like, please clear yeah, up. Because that it, could be miserable. Yeah. Everything worked out. Oh, good. It was great. We were able to, you know, go up into the big uh, Sears Tower, the sky deck thing. <gasps> cool. The fog cleared just in time to I see did, the I whole city. S- I peeked and saw a picture of you guys. At this Was that the Sears Tower with the where you guys were out on the plexiglass? Yeah, there's platform. this ledge oh, plexiglass. Oh, you can look straight. Straight down. Yeah. I'll take oh, a breath man. away. Who was more scared, you or Thatch? Oh, me by far. Again, he doesn't know. He's just looking out like, oh, cool, this right, is He's neat. jumping on it. Yeah. <laughs> We're chatting about this trip that Griffin uh, took with his wife and his young and his young son, Thatcher. Um, and Eloise did not go. Right. Eloise is what, three or four years old? Four. Four, four years four. old. She stayed um, with grandma, right? Uh-huh, yeah. I'm wondering, did she feel left out? And when you got home, did she ask the inevitable question? Did you get me anything? Did you bring me anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is Thatcher wanted, while we were in Chicago, to find things for Eloise, little souvenirs Aww. at some of the places we went. Went to like museums and aquariums and whatnot. Uh-huh. And he picked her out a couple things, a little stuffed dinosaur, a new Lego set. Aww. And he was so <laughs> excited. He personally picked them out. He mm-hmm. was so excited to give them to her when we got back oh, how and sweet. Uh, we got back late at night she was already asleep but the first thing that morning he woke up early 
in uh, you know undid his suitcase and got the gifts out. And he's like, Ellie, guess what? I have a surprise for you. Aww. And he gave them to her. And uh, the whole day they played together. Because oh, that's the cool. longest they'd ever been apart. I was going to say, have they ever been apart? No, it was before? like three days, and they've they're never been like apart. They're almost like twins because oh, they're yeah. so close in age, and right. they look so much alike. Right. Oh, that's the sweetest ever! And she gave him a big hug. And here's uh, my question, though: dinosaur and Lego set sounds more like something he would want. <laughs> he he made sure it was a baby dinosaur that was kind of pink. Oh, okay, <laughs> and it was a frozen Lego deal. Oh, oh good. So, okay. Okay. That's, that's yeah, a big yeah, difference. Yeah. And I love how mom and dad are the ones that spend the money, and he gets to be the gift giver. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I bought you with dad's money. (laughs) That's so sweet.